Uh, joining us on the phone lines now is Kevin Stewart. He is a professor of Earth, Marine, and Environmental Sciences at the University of North Carolina, uh, here to discuss the uh, devastating earthquakes that happened yesterday in Syria and Turkey. Kevin, good morning. Good morning, Rob. All right, so back-to-back uh, huge earthquakes Monday morning. The latest update that we have been discussing here today on the show, uh, more than 5,000 people are dead uh, from these earthquakes in Syria and Turkey. I want to first ask you, how rare is an event like this? Because I don't remember in uh, a back-to-back 7.8 magnitude earthquakes hitting the same area and doing this much damage. Yeah, Rob, you're right. It is, it's a rare event. Um, first of all, just having a single earthquake of, of a 7.8 magnitude um, is certainly not common. You know, we may get, you know, 10 or 10 of those a year globally. Um, so uh, a 7.8 is a major, major devastating earthquake. And typically, uh, following an earthquake of that magnitude, uh, you start getting aftershocks for certain. And the aftershocks typically will be a full magnitude uh, lower. Um, in scale. Uh, so what was certainly unusual about this one is that that second earthquake happened uh, nine hours later that was a 7.5. And it's not clear whether the 7.8 uh, event sort of destabilized the area sufficiently that it sort of triggered a second major quake or whether we should think about that 7.5 as just being an unusually high magnitude aftershock of that original event. But certainly getting two um, high magnitude seven earthquakes that close together in time and space is very unusual. Can you put into comparison? You, you, we mentioned seven point eight magnitude. How does that compare to some of the uh, the memorable ones that we have had here in the United States? Uh, we have had earthquakes of that magnitude, um, certainly in the in the lower forty eight, but they are extremely rare. Um, in, in 1811 and 1812, we actually had a sequence of quakes of probably similar magnitudes, actually in southeastern Missouri. Um, 1906 in San Francisco was probably a similar uh, magnitude, but certainly nothing in, in recent memory, even close to, to those magnitudes. Um, so, uh, you know, here in North Carolina, um, folks may remember in 2020 that we had an earthquake in western North Carolina near Sparta that was a magnitude of 5.1. And for us in North Carolina, that was an extremely unusual event, and that's a large earthquake for us, um, something that happens maybe once every 100 years. But the magnitude of that quake was so much smaller than than uh, than the 7.8. What, what happens when we talk about it like a 5.1? What typically happens? How, how, how much can people feel, or does it do damage to buildings? Yes, yeah, so the, certainly the, the 5.1 in Sparta um, did local damage uh, in the area right near the fault rupture, but not really far outside of that. And I think one thing that's important <clears throat> to remember is that the magnitude scale is logarithmic. So that means that for every whole step we go up, there is a huge change in the amount of energy release. And so I, I just did a quick back-of-the-envelope calculation um, the one magnitude 7.8 earthquake in Turkey released a tremendous amount of energy. The magnitude 5.1 quake in Sparta, you would need 10,000 of those earthquakes to release 
the same energy as that single 7.8 earthquake. Wow. So there's a huge difference. And that's probably why we are seeing, you know, pictures and videos and footage of uh, just buildings completely crumbled in, in Syria and Turkey. Yes. And, uh, you know, when you have these really large earthquakes, not only is the shaking extremely intense, but the duration of the shaking is quite long. So that 7.8, uh, you know, shook for over a minute. And so if you are shaking buildings really hard and you're doing it for, uh, a minute or longer, then that is just devastating. Um, and also in this area, you can see that a lot of the construction is uh, concrete and masonry. And uh, many of those buildings, no doubt, were not built to withstand uh, magnitude 7.8 earthquakes. Very few buildings are. And so the combination of the, the population density, the building construction, the strong shaking uh, associated with a 7.8, and the duration of shaking leads to a lot of devastation. And to top it off, you know, after the 7.8, you know, a lot of buildings were severely damaged, but perhaps still standing. Then when you follow that uh, a few hours later with a 7.5, then that might finish off some of those buildings that were severely damaged during the first quake. Professor Kevin Stewart uh, from UNC, professor of Earth, Marine, and Environmental Sciences, joining us here on the WPTF Morning Show. We're starting to run out of time, uh, Kevin, but do you have, in, in your expertise, do you have an idea of, of why this this happened, 7.8 magnitude earthquake in, in Syria and Turkey? Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an area with very active plate tectonics. So, you know, as we all learned in school, the Earth's uh, outer shell is broken up into tectonic plates that are shifting around. And in this particular part of eastern Turkey, we've actually got three plates coming together. And so there are very active plate boundaries that are moving around in this area, uh, builds up a lot of strain, which uh, unfortunately releases catastrophically through these large earthquakes from time to time. He is Kevin Stewart, professor of Earth Marine Envi Environmental Sciences at the University of North Carolina. Kevin, thank you so much uh, for your insight and helping us out uh, dissect all this uh, sad craziness that's happening in Syria and Turkey. Thank you so much. Sure, you're welcome.